Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast, where we exist to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. This is another edition of Verse by Verse with Rick Maynard. Hello, I'll be your host today, Greg Krawick. Pastor Jeremiah is out on some family business, but you've got me today. Man, this is a first. We'll see how this goes. This could be a whole new thing. Yeah, yeah, all right. You'd be taking over his job. Oh. Make him twice the money he is. Don't say that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started there, Mr. Maynard. Okay. We are in 1 Kings 10, uh, verse 4. Uh, Just a little recap, but this is when uh, the Queen of Sheba comes to see uh, Mm. Solomon. She's impressed by all of his things, and so she shows up there with uh, questions. It says hard questions. We don't know exactly what those were, but... Uh, says Solomon was able to answer all of her questions. I mean, it was pretty pretty amazing story about uh, how Solomon, how much wisdom he really does have. Mm-hmm. That somebody comes in and yeah. probably questions to trickery or trick him even. Yeah, you know, well, what about this? And he was able to answer. Well, what about that? Well, you know, this is, and that's what we all yeah. ought to be praying for is wisdom, right? Not arguments. Mm. That's the <laughs> we lack a lot of wisdom in this country. Yeah. So. Anyway, uh, verse four. This is four and five. When the queen of Sheba saw all the wisdom of Solomon and the palace he had built, the food on his table, the seating of his officials, the attending servants in their robes, his cupbearer, and the burnt offerings he made at the temple of the Lord, she was overwhelmed. So um, there was even a, I mean, it begins to talk about all these things. There was even a an order to the way that the guys sat. There mm-hmm. were uniforms. I mean, she was just impressed by the... I guess the royalty yeah. of everything, uh, maybe a little bit like we see with you know London and mm. you know the Queen and the way they do everything there. Yeah. I mean, I don't like that kind of yeah. stuff. I wonder. I wonder if she went back saying we're doing this all wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we, we need a remodel. <laughs> we could take some lessons from this guy. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but they were set in order, um, and the in the king's seat, no one was allowed to ever sit in the king's. On the king's throne, but mm. the king, you know, yeah. it wasn't a, a play thing. Yeah, you know, right. there was uh, this. Of course, it's a different time. I mean, we don't. Uh, we should think of the sanctuary as being holy, but yeah. we don't really yeah. treat it with that kind of. You mean there holiness. weren't kids running all over the place, uh, yeah. sitting in his chair and yeah, stuff? I don't think there was kids playing the drums <laughs> on the stage and all those different things. Yeah, but, probably not. Um, but anyway, I mean, each waiter had one duty. Um, uh, and they, it talks about the the stairway, and we'll come back to that, but it talks about the way they went up to the throne. I mean, the whole thing was just, um, again, uh, you could probably relate it to the queen and all those kind of things. But mm-hmm. uh, 10.6, she said to the king, the report I heard in my own country about your achievements and your wisdom is true. And I think this is one of those, you know, you had to see it to, to believe, believe it. it. Yeah, right. You know, and... We talk about Missouri as the show me state. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta you gotta show me, yeah, if it's if it's real or not. So, yeah, yeah. you know, and we, I, I've always said, what would all of these stories look like in today's world? Mm-hmm. And I'm not so sure. Well, they wouldn't make the same impression because we have we've talked about before. It talks about Mike Bloomberg on the news spending seven oh, million yeah. dollars a day. Good on grief. advertising. Yeah. I mean, that's not even buying things. That's just advertising for yeah. a job that's going to make, what, 200 and some thousand dollars yeah. a year. Yeah. I mean, it's just. Every time you watch a YouTube video now, you see one of his ads. I know. Like before the, and I'm thinking, that is not cheap. Yeah. You know, yeah. Anyway. seven million a day. Yeah. But 
So it's you know there was no uh, there was no Facebook, CNN, Fox News, right? All those things to cover it, and so it was. I mean, it was very impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, in today's world, we would think, you know, the some guy in Saudi Arabia that's an oil tycoon and the millions and billions that they have, and yeah. you know, we it. In our culture, it takes a lot to impress people mm-hmm. because we see so much of that. Yeah, there's so many right. billionaires yeah. out there. So, so you know, it was a, a it must have been a, a major thing for even for that time uh, to see all these things. But um, and we hear about places, you know, with uh, um, with the beauty and. You know, you can even see, I mean, in our time, we have pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, she had not even seen pictures of what Solomon had done. Right. You know, she had to be there in person to see us. Yeah. Yep. But I think, you know, I've related it many times to going to Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was a, uh, I believe the Bible. You know, sure. I believed all the stories. Yeah. But it was like, I always said, if you believed 100%, you'd go there and believe 110%. Wow. You can't help but have your faith increased to physically see, you know, yeah. the Sea of Galilee yep. and Bethlehem. Mm. And, you know, that these places that we've read and heard our whole life, they really do exist. Yeah. You know, that you're, you can almost imagine standing out there and looking up in the, the caves of Adullam and thinking mm. about that's, I mean, it's, you may not know the exact yeah. cave or whatever, there are some places when you go to Israel that we know are the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Sea of Galilee is the Sea of Galilee, yeah. and it's always been there. Dead seas. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. some things, the Garden Tomb, different things that they're not positive, mm-hmm. that's where it is. But anyway, it's still it's so impressive to go there and think, you know, I mean, that story that I read about, yeah. it really happened, and it happened right here. Mm. You know, when you yeah. you look out on the Sea of Galilee and think, yeah. He, this is where he walked on the water. Yeah, it's not a fairy tale. You can right. actually travel to the site, the location right. where it happened. Yeah, right. yeah. So it's you know it's amazing, and that's I mean that's really what she I mean what she's done here. But right. uh, verse seven, but I did not believe these things till I came and saw with my own eyes. Indeed, not even half was told me. In wisdom and wealth, you have far exceeded the report. I heard. So there it is. I mean, yeah. you know, I had to see it. I and and it's amazing. She even says, even with ev- everything that everybody told me, doesn't describe half of what mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help. Uh, were you? Ra- you weren't raised in Assembly of God with all the no. hymns and things, were you? No, no, well, I was not. There's a there's an old hymn. You may know it, but it's Joy Unspeakable. Yeah, full of that? glory. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, there's a line in there that says the half has never yet been yeah, told. That's right. And I had to think of that song when it's, and that's talking about heaven, and yeah, and that is true. I, I believe that we'll be mm-hmm. like the Queen of Sheba, you yeah. know, we'll get to heaven and think, I couldn't, I couldn't have imagined half, yeah, of this, yeah, you know right. what what this is like. We, Stella and I are all the time talking about this. That must be kind of what heaven's like. Mm. Uh, you know, you'll see a picture of the most gorgeous sunset or something, and it's like that's. Maybe that's part of what heaven's yeah. going to, but it's probably far exceeds that. That's probably a minor 
thing to yeah. what it's really going to be. Yeah. What it's really going to be like. Every but, now and again, you get a little glimpse of that in your soul. It's like you can't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, right. it, it 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 touches your inner man. You're like, oh yeah, you know, it's yeah, exciting. So, well, and to think whatever that is, whatever feeling, whatever sight that it is, <clears throat> yeah. is nothing compared to what, what it it's going to really be. is. Right. That's what's. Yeah. It's be it's far beyond right. any comprehension for sure. But uh, verse eight. How happy your men must be, how happy your officials who continually stand before you and hear your wisdom. And I thought, what what a uh, statement to make. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to, to brag on somebody and say, man, you're you're really good at what you do. And, and I, I, I've told with Pastor Jeremiah and talking about this, uh, the whole scenario of, of kings mm-hmm. in the Bible, that they are, I, I think, the best— Example of what a pastor is. Mm. Now you know we don't say King Jeremiah, but yeah, right. <laughs> but we don't have an Old Testament um, pattern, in other words, for a pastor. Sure. And so I think the way that God appointed kings, mm-hmm. and we believe pastors are appointed, mm-hmm. are placed by God, mm-hmm. and so they deserve some of the same respect and honor as the king. And I think God expects that of us. Mm. The same as he expected people to honor them then. Yeah. I mean, it was set up as a, you know, I mean, you could face death for not yeah. <laughs> honoring the king. Right. And, and, of course, it goes all the way back to our, in our time with our president. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just, there's no honor for position anymore. Right. I mean, it's a sad, it's a sad case. But, um, and I, you know, I couldn't think, this is kind of a, a strange way to word a compliment, but it really is. It's it's almost like if if you own a business, yeah, and somebody comes in and says, "Man, you're really doing a good job at this business," and man, you've really built this up, and you know, it's like, well, you know, I appreciate that, but she says how happy yeah. the people who work for you must be, yeah. And I thought, now that's really a compliment mm-hmm. that you're looking at. It's a, it would be a privilege to work for you, yeah. Now that's. And and again, with our pastor, it would be someone saying, man, how blessed your people must be to have you. Yeah. I mean, the, the people are blessed, not just you've done a good job mm-hmm. and, you know, those kind of things. Or, you know, somebody might say, how blessed uh, your children to have you as a father. Yeah. I mean, you know, when I, I don't go to Willowcrest anymore, but when I used to go, some of those kids down there, you know, you'd try to. Oh, Yeah sit with them and, you know, you weren't supposed to have them sitting on your lap and that kind of stuff, you know, yeah. inappropriate. But yeah. but some of those kids, I wish you were my dad, yeah. you know, and it's like, oh, man, it just, you know, breaks your heart. Yeah. But uh, but that's really, and and I think about personally for me with, with privilege, you know, we joke all the time about I've been in this church my whole life, you know, oh, and I sure. got my own seat. And we're going to have a statue <laughs> of me out here in front when I'm dead someday, and, uh, you know, those things. But but I really look at uh, that whole thing. I ha- I don't have any pride. Pastor and I talked about it last week about mm-hmm. how, um, you know, this church would go on without me. It would go on without you. It would go on sure. without Pastor Jeremiah. It has. Yeah, right. I mean, that's been a proven yeah. history. It's going to go on. Yeah. You know, whether we're here or not. Right. Because God's overseeing. Right. You. Right. And so, uh, you know, so for me, I do look at what a privilege it's been yep. to to serve. And I, I just, you won't know any of these, but 
uh, in the time I've been in this church, Brother Kelly, Brother Reed, Brother Smith, Brother Henson, Brother Perkins, Brother Graham, and now Pastor Jeremiah yeah. uh, in this church, I have been, it's been a privilege mm-hmm. that I've been able to to come here to be involved in things under that umbrella yeah. of them. I don't look, you know, honestly, and I know sometimes people say things because they're trying to sound humble, Yeah, but I don't feel like I have any ownership or mm-hmm. clout, you know, like, well, I've been here, they should listen to me more than somebody else because, you know, because I've right. been here longer. Right. right. Now, I would hope that somebody might think maybe I have some wisdom because of For experience. Sure. Yeah, right. But not that, that I have special privilege. Yeah. Uh, I've told the story many times of one of the guys pulled in the parking lot out here one night, and they were trying to keep the lower lot for uh, visitors. That was before we had all the handicapped stuff oh, marked. Yeah. And mm-hmm. It was a Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames is what it was. Okay. And so they were trying to just ask people that could to park up on the top lot. Okay. And this guy pulled in, and... They went over and, you know, tapped on the window and said, hey, you know, we're trying to save this for the, Your guests. the handicapped yeah. and the guests. You know, would you mind? <clears throat> well, he got all mad and, by oh. God, I've paid for half of this building. And, oh, yeah. And sure. he backed his car out and left. Now, I don't have that kind of ownership. Yeah. We have jokes about it, yeah. but it though they are truly jokes. Mm. And, and so I think about, um, uh, you know, all those pastors and with— with me being here, I've never called a pastor by their first name. Now, Pastor Jeremiah or Pastor Larry or yeah, those right. kind of things, but I've never felt, you know, that name dropping. Yeah, you know, like well, I'm closer, so I can call them, you know, by their first names or, yeah. you know, I've kept that honor. Yeah, and for, I, I just say when I when you know when I came here, people started calling me Pastor Greg, and I had mm-hmm. a really hard time with it. Actually, I still do. But God kind of rebuked me on that, and mm-hmm. he's like, I put you in that spot. If mm-hmm. they want to call you that, you need to let them. Because I've corrected right. people. I've said, no, just please, just call me Greg. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because that's how I look. I'm, I look at myself as I'm just me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, some of the youth will say, oh, it's Pastor Greg. But, you know, I'm like, just, you know, call me Greg. And then God, one day, he's like, no. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to recognize the office that I put you in. They're recognizing it. Right. You know, so you need to allow that to happen. So I'm yep. like, okay, but I'm not offended if people don't. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Because right. so you don't anyway. have to have that. that kind of No, honor, but, I sure don't. But I, but. you know, I've called. Uh, I've thought about the things that I've been privileged. I've been privileged to teach. I've been a deacon. Yeah. I've I've been in the pulpit at times, which I felt very honored because that's not my. I'm not Pastor Rick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't have credentials, and I don't have yeah. any so-called rights, yeah. you know, but I've been in the pulpit, yeah. uh, Willow Crest, you know, for 20 years, mm-hmm. uh, Mexico, I made about 20 trips to Mexico. Uh, you know, I've been blessed with godly family yeah. and I, you know, I've, I thought about what if, <clears throat> I mean, I'm 63 years old, but if I were 90 years old yeah. and on my deathbed mm-hmm. and, you know, cause people always say, what do you attribute, you know, your long yeah, life right, to, right. or what do you, if it's marriage, what do you attribute your long marriage and, you know, those kind of things. And I have always said that for me, it would be faithfulness. Mm-hmm. You know, I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I've been critical. I've yeah. said things I shouldn't say. I'm not, you know, I have no um, saying that I'm by any means 
perfect and have always done everything right. Yeah. But I've been faithful. Yeah. Because you know? if, if you look at your track record, you could become proud. Right. Look at all my accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Look what I've done. You know, yep. kind of like it reminds me of Paul a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, he was going through his whole lineage about how he was born in the tribe of Benjamin. And he's right. had all this education and everything. And right. counts it all as dumb, mm-hmm. you know, but a privilege of knowing the Lord. Right. So. Well, and the, and the thing about it, you know, it was necessary for him to brag a little bit because they were yeah. they were almost like, well, who do you think you are? Yeah, kind of exactly. thing. Like, you're no better than we are. Yep. You know what? I'm not any better than you are. But right. I I love the commercial. Um, we know some we know a we know a thing or two because we've seen a thing yeah. or two. Yeah. And yeah. that's a very good application for. Yeah. Well, in, in, in serving the Lord, we're going to have a good track record. You know, we're mm-hmm. going to have accomplishments that we've done, that he's done through us, really. Right. And, right. and it's not our place to have pride. So, right. I mean, that's right. excellent. Anyway. So, sorry. anyway, I love that. But, yeah. Uh, verse 9. Praise be to the Lord your God who has delighted in you and placed you on the throne of Israel. Mm-hmm. Because of the Lord's eternal love for Israel, he has made you king to maintain justice and righteousness. So, you know, I don't. Uh, there's not, honestly, if you look about, uh, if you're trying to study Queen of Sheba, there's not much there other than just what we have in the Scripture. Yeah. You know, some of these people, you can uh, find them somewhere in biblical history. Yeah. And it'll give you... You know, they were born here. They were the son or daughter of this person, and they lived to be 80 years old. And, I mean, it'll give you more historical things. Queen of Sheba, there's not a lot of information about her. But she's either she's either godly or she knows godly things. Yeah. I mean, she's praise be to the Lord your God, which she's not saying my God. Mm-hmm. It's your God. Right. But she's giving credit to God, not to, man, Solomon— you know, your parents must have been really smart for you to be this smart. Or, yeah. you know, she's given all credit to the Lord. Yeah. And then it says to maintain justice and righteousness. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, uh, um, she's not even looking at, wow, what a temple you've built. Wow, what a palace you've built. Yeah. You know, it's like the Lord placed you here to maintain justice. I think it, it, that even applies if you look at pastoral things. How big is your church? Yep. Well, you know, he didn't put me here because he wanted, uh, I'm not talking as me, but right. a, as a pastor, he doesn't necessarily put a pastor there so the church will boom and, and have a thousand people and three services and right. whatever. It's to maintain justice and righteousness yep. and those, however many people, yep. you know, that you have. I wonder what made the biggest impression on her, if it was his material things or if it was the people, because she mentioned how happy the people seemed to mm-hmm. be, you know. Yep. So being able to walk around and yeah. see them. Yeah. So, that, I mean, as first impressions, if somebody walks into a church and it's, ooh, and ah, wow, look at this place. Mm-hmm. But the people are really crouchy and not friendly. Right. Right. You know, that could be a huge turnoff. That oh, would yeah. be a huge turnoff. Right. But right. he had both of those things. So I think this church here has has had a good track record, I think, of yeah. friendliness. Mm-hmm. I think people have, the people were so friendly. Yeah. And that is what people notice. Yeah. Now, they might notice the great building, but, yeah, you know, and we've got away from those big, fancy buildings. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at a lot of new churches, they're a steel frame yeah. box yep. that yep. people are not that impressed, and they're not coming because it's, you know, right. the greatest yep. building in the right. world. Right. So uh, anyway, verse 10, and she gave the king 120 talents of gold, large quantities of spices and precious stones. Never again were so many spices brought in as those the Queen of Sheba gave King Solomon. 
talks about, I always calculate these things out, but 120 talents in our um, in our currency would be two hundred twelve million one hundred twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, wow. Now, I you know I just I can't even imagine yeah. the the gift giving it. And again, the question always comes up: What do you give somebody that's got everything? Yeah, I mean Solomon doesn't need any of this. You said two hundred twelve million. Yeah. So the Bible that I read this morning was written or, or composed in two thousand four, mm-hmm. and that in two thousand four it was valued at one hundred twenty million. Oh yeah. So t- I mean, look at. Mm-hmm. Inflation. <laughs> oh, I know. In just the short amount of time, right? So, right. Anyway, yep. I was calculated out by the ounces, and yeah. And again, gold prices change and those kind of things. But, wow. um, and and that it talks about coral that part of what she brought as as uh, precious stones or whatever. And some of these things are um, things that were unique to their country. Yeah. So, yeah, the you can say, well, what do you? Yeah. yeah, what do you give Solomon? He's got everything. Yeah. Well. Unless he imports or yeah. whatever, he doesn't have that spice mm-hmm. or that particular stone mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. Yeah. So she's bringing things that are unique to that country. Yeah. You know, my joke has always been, if Trump, you know, met with the president of China uh, and China, uh, China gave him something, you know, it'd be like, well, that was made in China and we got stuff in the United States made in China. So <laughs> yeah. that's not very special. Right. We already got stuff made in China. Right. Um, 11 and 12, Hiram's ships brought gold from uh, Ophir, and and from there they brought great cargoes of almig wood and precious stones. The king used the almig, almig wood, I can't even pronounce that one, um, yeah. Yeah, to make uh, supports for the temple of the Lord and for the royal palace and to make harps and lyres for the musicians. So much almig wood has never been imported or seen since that day. So even the gifts they were bringing were so far, you know, she's impressed with everything Solomon has, but then even her gifts are far more than, you know, than anybody else. I mean, this is a special time. The the Almig wood, I was also doing a little bit of research on that. They used it for instruments, like woodwind instruments. So, I mean... Right. Yeah, I mean, they couldn't. Ha- they didn't have that in Israel. So right. Yeah. Well, it talks about um, uh, Josephus. Uh, once in a while, we I don't we haven't done it. I don't think since Pastor Jeremiah's been here. But I've got a, a shofar. Yeah. And you blow the shofar. Yeah. And uh, Josephus says they had four hundred thousand instruments. Wow. That were made from that. So, wow. uh, you know, I mean, that's a. I don't know how That's big, a, yeah. if you made a little flute or <laughs> a full-size trumpet kind of thing. Yeah. I don't know what, what it yeah. was, but he said 400,000 of those. And, you know, it's, I always think about these stories. We read these stories kind of like it's just a few people here and there. You know, no. you're talking about Solomon. Yeah, right. You're talking about his court. You're talking about the Queen of Sheba and the guys she brought with her. Yep. Like it's just a small town. Yeah. A couple dozen people, yeah, maybe. Meeting or whatever. But... 400,000 instruments, there must be 400,000 people that can yep. can play them. Yep. Yep. And I, I've said I, I saw on TV one time or video of some kind anyway where they had shofars, mm-hmm. and it was a Jewish gathering. Yeah. And so they all brought the shofars. Oh, wow. And they were all blowing. They had a, you know, a ceremony or whatever, and then they all blew at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I thought, man, what a sound, you know. Mm. And that's probably part of, again— the second coming, yeah. the trumpet of the Lord, oh. you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, everybody's going to hear it. Yeah. The sound you know? of a shofar definitely gets your attention. I'll yes, say that. it does. Yeah. It does. Um, 1013, King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba all she desired and asked for besides what he had given her out of his royal bounty. Then she left and returned with her retinue 
uh, to her own country. So all that she desired probably has nothing to do with the gifts. Yeah. You know, she didn't come there to get, you know, well, yeah. maybe if I hang out with Solomon, you yeah. know, he'll give me. I mean, she brought maybe more to him than he gave to her. I don't mm-hmm. know how it all balanced out. Yeah. But I think all that she desired was because in the beginning of that story, it talks about she came with questions. Yeah. The witness of the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She yeah. got what she uh, what she came for. Yeah. She got answers to her questions. She right. found out that he really was who everybody said he was mm-hmm. and everything was as grand and magnificent as yeah. she had heard. I mean, yep. and far beyond that. Right. So um, 14 and 15, the weight of the gold that Solomon received yearly was 666 talents, not including the revenues from merchants and traders and from all the Arabian kings and the governors of the land. And that is a number that you that will not calculate yeah. if you put that into the computer. And I, you know, we were talking about it in um, Sunday school class one day about, you know, we go billions and trillions and zillions and mm-hmm. quadrillions. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't even know the yeah. the numbers. But if you put uh, this number in and somebody told me and I, I haven't looked it up, but if you put it in your calculator, it comes out with a little E up over the top of it. Okay. Which means to the 10th power. Okay. So you get this number that calculates out, but then it's to the 10th power. So basically there's no number yeah. that yeah. you can you can't count it. put to it because right. it's too yep. it's too big. Now wow. that's I mean that is pretty amazing. But uh, sixteen King Solomon made two hundred large shields of hammered gold, six hundred beccas of gold went into each shield and again in today's uh, numbers that's seventy million seven hundred and four thousand dollars in shields, mm. and they were only decorative, mm. not used for battle. Wow. I mean, I just can't. You know, <laughs> I mean, I've seen some pretty yeah. amazing places. You know, some I've been in some cathedrals that were just man. You look around and you think, how in the world, mm-hmm. you know, did they even do this back yeah. in the days they were built? And and especially again in in uh, uh, Jerusalem. Yeah, you know, in Israel, there's some pretty amazing temples and things, but I mean, nothing like, I mean, just yeah. seventy million dollars for just shields that were hanging on the walls, probably as you walk down a Jeez. a hallway yeah. or or whatever. So and then it, and then it goes on. It says he also made three hundred small shields of hammered gold with three minas of gold in each shield. The king put them in the palace of the forest of Lebanon. So he had a, it was another palace there, but, but those figured out to 1.6 million a piece. Mm. So, or no, uh, five, 5,000 a piece, 1.6 million total. Yeah. So you've got, uh, 70 million and another 1.6 million just mm. in shields hanging yeah. on the wall. And, <laughs> and, I, and I've mentioned this before because this is a, it's always one of those, Questions and and it still is for us today. Where do we spend our money? Yeah, and so you know the the critics of Solomon would have said, "Why would you get to have all that? What about poor people who are saying, well, I thought God took care of us, and but yet you've got all that and we've got nothing, and I'm starving to death over here in the dump, and you're yeah. you know living 
like a king, mm-hmm. in other words. Uh, you know, I, I had a little bit of that when I, uh, the first trip I went to Mexico, oh. it was pretty amazing because we had gone out into the dumps yeah. where people were living and living in shacks and that kind of stuff. And then when we went back to town, we were at this mall, this gigantic, it was kind of like a super center, you know, okay. it wasn't Walmart, but it was, and, but you could stand in that super center parking lot and you could see from there the dump area. Wow. I mean, the lights and stuff out there. Sure. And it was like, isn't it amazing that just, I mean, within almost rock throwing distance. Yeah. You could go from complete poverty to, but one of the things that I, that I uh, have read about that, because that question did kind of come up just in some of the commentary, how is Solomon living so high and everybody else, but they said there was no poverty in the land. Mm. So Solomon in his wisdom, it doesn't give us all the right details of what he did but somehow in his wisdom he had made it prosperous for everyone yeah and so they probably didn't think i mean hey if i've got plenty and sure. can have everything right. i need right then i i don't begrudge the guy mm-hmm. as much who's filthy rich and you know yep so uh, he made sure everybody else was taken care of right yeah. now in our culture it probably wouldn't be that way cuz yeah. people would still think well we're dealing with it a little bit in politics now. They mm. want everything for free, mm-hmm. you know, and they, yeah. and they believe somebody's yeah. going to give it to them, <clears throat> right? You know, which is right. anyway, we won't go there. But. There's nothing for free. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. Okay, we'll read a couple more and then we'll wind it up. But, All right. Um, Eighteen through twenty. Then the king made a great throne inlaid with ivory and overlaid with fine gold. The throne had six steps, and its back had a rounded top. On both sides of the seat were armrests with lions standing beside each of them. Twelve lions standing on the six steps, one at either end uh, of each step. Nothing like it had ever been made for any other kingdom. So, you know, again, it's just another thing that's not uh, typical, you know, that's above and beyond anything that mm-hmm. anybody else had done. And, I, you know, and you can say, well, who are you? You know, the old question, who are you trying to impress? Right. Well, I don't think Solomon was trying to impress anyone by by him, I think he was trying to to say, my God is this big. Mm-hmm. And I think it was a different time and a different culture where people would look at that and think, this must be some kind of God because no other God has this right. kind of a temple. No yeah. other God has this kind of a power. No other God has this kind of a king. Mm-hmm. It just keeps saying it had never been seen before. Yeah. And so I think in in a culture today, people wouldn't be impressed, maybe like they were then. But I think it was a it was a way because of the way people were. It was a way for God to draw people to say, "I am a big, yeah, great God." Right. You know, and and they were more. You know, we don't. I'm sure there's some cultures, but we don't have much culture today that worships an idol. Mm. You know, they don't. Uh, there are some, but they don't necessarily go bow down before a, a metal object and yeah, pray yeah, to it. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, there are there is false god worship, yes. yep. but I think back then there was a lot of false god worship, and I think God always had to say, "I'm bigger than all that." You yep. build, in yep. other words, you build all the temple you want to yep. build, right. but come and see, yeah, come and see what my people all right. Are doing. Come and see what I've done for yeah. my people. Yep. In this case, so, yep. um, and and these uh, I'm going to mention these steps. It says there's six steps. 
That goes all the way back in Deuteronomy. It talks about the, the six steps, um, and the, the, each step represented something. So as, as someone walked up the steps, mm-hmm. they would have to recite, and it, it had to do with justice. It was like walking up the steps of the court. Wow. It'd be like having 10 steps to the courthouse. Yeah. And each step, thou shalt not commit yeah, murder. There you go. Step number two, mm-hmm. thou shalt. So the things were, uh, number one was not to pervert justice. Number two, not to show favoritism. Number three, not to take bribes. Uh, number four, not to plant a tree to worship, so idol yeah. worship. Yeah. Uh, number five, not to set up a column to worship, so again, has to do with idol. And not to sacrifice, number six, not to sacrifice a blemished animal uh, on the altar. And this, so there was an answer as the king walked up each step that he took when he went up to the throne. So even the king, which I find interesting because we begin to look at Solomon like, well, he's like a god. Yeah. You know, he doesn't fall under any requirements. He just runs the show, in other words, yeah. because of all this. And he's getting credit for all of this. But even Solomon, as he began to walk up those steps... He takes one step, and he's reminded, number one, not to pervert justice. Yeah. You know, number two, number three, each step at a time. So yeah. uh, it it's pretty amazing that even the king had requirements to mm. um, uh, to do the right thing, yeah. to take care of things like they were supposed to be taken care of. And let me uh, let me uh, just – I want to finish this. but Okay. Um, there's – if you read about this throne – it there's uh, and this is I know some people don't like to hear outside the Bible, but oh, there are oh. historical sure things about and you know the technology when you think about it, that's what's so amazing sometimes about these old buildings is well it's like our Carthage courthouse yes that right. they built that in a time when they didn't have equipment like they have now mm-hmm. I mean how it's it's it, amazing it's phenomenal yes. That they can do what they did. Yeah. So, but it goes back. They had technology back then. It might not have been electrical. Yeah. <laughs> but they knew how to move those big stones sure. and chisel them out and yeah. polish them and all those kind of things. So let me. I just want to read a few things about. It talks about this. This throne. It says it had many gears that would put things in motion. There were many other carvings on the throne. Each side had a golden chair. One for the high priest and one for the in other words, the president, vice president. Sure. There were two chairs. There were uh, 70 chairs for the 70 members of the Sanhedrin, and we've talked about Sanhedrin through Old Testament into mm-hmm. most of the time when we hear that word, it's like a New Testament, mm-hmm. the Sanhedrin, mm-hmm. you know, court. We think of it almost as an evil, but there's always been a yeah. a Sanhedrin around. So, um, So with all of that, it talks about after Solomon died— Rehoboam inherited that throne. It was passed down till Jehoiakim. Pharaoh Necho captured and brought it back to Egypt. He was injured while trying to use the throne. So in other words, this was really supposed to be Solomon and his descendant, basically, and only for them, built for them to be used by them. And when other people tried to use it, you know, even God in some things like that said, nope. Yep. You know, it's right. not yours. Yeah. Kind of like the ark. Yeah. Don't touch it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, it's not it's not just a piece of furniture. Yeah. Don't touch it. I respect it. Right. Uh, and Pharaoh Nico, his name actually means the lame Pharaoh. <clears throat> so that he they believe that was an, an injury from that. Uh. Nebuchadnezzar captured it and took it to Babylon. 
He tried to sit on it and was injured. Mm. Uh, Cyrus was able to sit on it, he, and, but he permitted the Jews to return to the Holy Land, rebuild the temple. So Cyrus was, in other words, a, a good man, maybe worthy of yeah. being able to sit on that throne. Alexander the Great brought it back to Egypt. Uh, Anaphonus, son of Antiochus, took it by ship. It was damaged on the way, and no craftsman was ever able to repair it. Hmm. So, wonder where it's at today. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Bottom of the sea, someplace. Yeah, or maybe. Who knows? Antique it's with the ark. Yeah, it's with yeah, the ark somewhere. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, but anyway, it, it, even even in those things, and I know some people read, um, they read the scriptures, and especially when you're in the kings and some of these things, and it's like yeah. this chair had this, and it had twelve statues, and it had, and a lot of people are like. That doesn't mean anything to me. Right. But I think when you read some of these things, it's like, you know, everything that's in the Word is significant. Mm-hmm. And so don't ever read it and say, well, that's that's yeah. not important, yeah. or why did they bother to put that in there? Mm-hmm. Everything in there, if you want to study it just a little bit, everything is significant to the yeah. story because there's a lot of stories that aren't in there. Yeah. You know, we know that. It says the books couldn't contain That's just right. what Jesus That's did. That's right. At the end of John. not only everything yeah. else, but just what he did. Right. And so, um, just look. I, I guess that would be my words for today: is just look to the Bible as everything is significant. It doesn't mean that everybody has to be like I am, and you know, stop and research every verse. You know, read them and yeah. let the things stand out that stand yeah. out. But but take your time. Yeah, meditate a little on mm-hmm. it. And Some just people think, about think that. It. Yeah. They got to get in a hurry and finish the Bible. You know, right. got to read the Bible yeah. through this year, and you miss right half of everything that's. in I there. think it's more right. important to to take your time and get something Understand. from it than right. it is just to yeah. to get through it. Right. In other words, well, so, the Holy Spirit will lead you through that and right. explain things as you go. Right. So right. Well, that's why we say every time we read it, we learn something new. That's right. So yep. anyway, okay, we better wrap it up there. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, hey, I think that was pretty good. Well, I think we did all right. You think I'm going to put somebody out of a job? Yeah, you could. I don't know. (laughs) know. know. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you guys next time.